What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Sight and Sound Podcast presented by the Heart God Media crew. And the whole crew is here today. We got Sean. We got Brian. We got the consummate co-host, Mr. Eric Scott Tyler. We got everybody here today. And we are reviewing or uh, boasting and or shit talking about Scream 6. But we got other business to deal with. First of all, fellas, say hello. Hello. How we doing? How we doing? Yo, yo, what's up? Get it. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, up, creeps and ghouls? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whenever you hit anybody with a get it, yeah, you know it's gonna be good. But um but yeah, we're gonna do a couple things, <laughs> boys, before we yes. dive into Scream Six, because I know we got a lot of thoughts. Sean, you gotta speak more than uh, a Twitter character count, though. BT, right. I also want to say something real quick. BT, BT, you could be one of the funniest people in the world when you just apply your humor, because you're hilarious. But most of the time, know, you're just you know. pissed for. That's part of my persona, though, and it wouldn't be funny without it. Yeah, that's probably true. Actually, all right, that's how I catch you off guard. All right, true. All right. Well, all right. Proceed. Well, proceed. We were going to do some 1992 movie. I can't remember what it was at one point, but I made a battle year list for 1992. Let's do it. But before we do that, let's talk about new releases that any of us have gotten. I know we all went to Monster Mania. I think we all picked a little something up. Eric and I, I know, have been picking up some vinyl and stuff, but what's uh, what are some physical media things that y'all have picked up? Anything noteworthy? A vinyl that you want to talk about, a variant, how it sounds, a new movie, how the features are. Let's get into this. Brian, how about you? Yeah, I'll start. Um, so I got, uh, you know, maybe lesser known slasher film on DVD called Cut. Have you got, did I ever show you guys that movie? No, I never even heard of it. Yeah, oh, same. I don't think I've seen it or heard of it. I used to have it on VHS. It's starring Molly Ringwald. It's. Australian. Ooh. It's got a mostly Australian cast, but it's starring Molly Ringwald. It's pretty fun. I'll bring it over sometime. Yeah, is and it I, only? It's only on DVD, Ryan. Yeah, figured it. Not very well known. Um, and I also got my Freeway Two Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome. Finally, I didn't mean to share the story on recording because it's kind of stupid. But last night I was watching it. Um, at a pro exactly an hour and 23 minutes in as it was approaching the end the climax the disc started skipping and it froze and then it kept going to the main menu so i wow. checked the disc and the disc was fine and i tried it multiple times and then i checked other blu-rays to see if the same thing happened it was just freeway two at an hour and 23 minutes in hmm. so i i emailed vinegar syndrome and told them everything and asked for like a refund or a replacement disc or something. And then I woke up this morning, tried it one more time, and it worked perfectly. No shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. If my um, Blu-ray player was just tired, but it was only at that point in the movie. It was wait, weird. so it happened? It happened more than once? Like you tried yeah. it again and did the same thing, and it was yeah. just for just for that movie, just for Freeway Two. Just for Freeway 2 at an hour and 23 minutes in. 
Mm. Question, Brian, what kind of does your Blu-ray player connect to the Internet when you like Is it connected to the Internet? Is it wireless? Like, a does it have like a wireless network? Like, not necessarily wireless, but does it connect to the Internet at all? No, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's really strange. I thought you were about to roll uh, vinegar syndrome, but now you just look like the bad person. Well, I was I, I think I was pretty nice on the email because I explained to them like there's nothing wrong with the disc like there's i don't see any scratches or anything did you did they back respond? and say that it was working fine now not yet if they respond i will but i feel like if i send them another email it's just gonna i don't know they're they're probably swarmed with emails right now possibly yeah but yeah, when you're that's, a business, that's, a, that's an interesting thing yeah that's a. Uh... Uh, on, you know what though a while ago years ago when they were when olive put out stone cold on blu-ray the fucking resolution on it looked fucking atrocious and i like i took it out i'm looking at it i'm like playing with the tv and this was on like one of bridget's little tvs and stuff and it looked like dog shit like legit like worse than dvd quality and i couldn't figure it out and then i I played it on a different player and a different, but I'd played co- similar Blu-rays on it and it looked fine and everything with the player and the TV and that stone cold Blu-ray for whatever reason was just funky with that player and that TV because it would never play on that t- TV and the player. This is years ago. We're talking like fucking eight, nine years ago now, but um, yeah. And I threw it on another TV, another DVD player. It worked fine. Weird. Yeah. I think my my Blu-ray player might have just been telling me, you know, I'm, I'm tired, time, boss. I'm tired. It's too damn bad. Like, man, we've movie, been through you know? fifty six okay. episodes of Buffy and fucking a whole bunch of other <laughs> shit. Uh, so right. you got Freeway too? Did you pick up anything else up from Vinegar Syndrome, or was it just that Brian that came in recently? It was just that. Cool. What about you, Sean? What have you picked up recently? Oh, I actually got the uh, Power Ranger movie from 95 in the mail today. Nice, nice. Right. Did you order directly from Shout? No, I did off of uh, Amazon. Nice. Shout had, a, Shout had a version out? Shout released that version. Okay. It's a Blu-ray, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a Shout. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I got, you know, got excited to watch it since I saw the trailer for the new one coming out next month. Yeah, when Jason David Frank passed, they actually sold out on their site. Cause I realized that I did not have it and I was just like, I should order this. And I ordered it in when, whenever that was, I think it was like the week before Thanksgiving, I ordered it and it still hadn't come like after Christmas. And it didn't say like, Hey, we're, we needed to produce more of these, or this is a pre-order. We're waiting for more in stock. They never said anything. So I sent an email like right around after Christmas and they're like, yeah, since Jason, David, Frank, like passed, like we had to, we had to order more. Cause like we sold out on our site. Um, so it should be here soon. And they they said like middle of January, but it shipped like literally like five days later. Um, oh, nice. So, I mean, it's cool that that, you know, unfortunately with his passing, um, it's cool that at least um, some people rediscovered that movie or wanted to pick it up because it's I mean, you could say what you want about the film, like, oh, it's goofy or whatever. Like it's nostalgia. And that's how that show was like it. If you watch that show now, like someone who watches something comparable to it now would be like, what the fuck is this? Like, um, but 
for what it was to the show, I loved it when I was a kid, and I think it still holds up. I mean, maybe that's mostly nostalgia factor, but yeah, I right. picked that up recently too. So yeah, like the CGI definitely doesn't hold up. But fuck no, it. no, it's that bad '90s CGI. But I mean, that at least the technology wasn't completely there, unless you had crazy money and like a team like James Cameron did in T two. Like other right. than that, like you're 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 dredging at the bottom of the barrel for cgi effects in the 90s now there's no excuse for cgi to look bad so if you watch the fucking new children of the corn movie and see the fucking <laughs> the cgi the corn, corn monster. monster which i'm gonna go on record right now and say that on hulu i rented that or not hulu on prime for seven six ninety nine i want my fucking money back because it was literally the biggest pile of dog shit i've ever fucking seen maybe i i can't think of a movie right now that i would would put it in front of like as far as like a movie I would watch I would rather watch like I put every movie in front of it is maybe the worst movie I've seen in a long time so bad it, it, there's no way it was better than that final exam movie we watched I'd watch that fucking <laughs> five times of, in, in one night before I watched that one more time <laughs> that final, final exam movie it's, it's gotta be the worst fucking thing ever shot if it's worse than that fucking final example. I don't know. The Barn 2 is pretty fucking bad, too. Yeah, the Barn 2, I I like it, but it's definitely not. I don't know. I mean... Like, I, I thought think- that there was, like, a fun, like, really, like, low-budget, goofy charm to the Barn. And then, like, watching the Barn 2, I was just like, no. no. Yeah, I just think they... Yeah, the barn two or the barn was awesome, and the barn two I just felt like they it was one of those things where like they first one you didn't know what they had, the second one because there was such a fan uproar that they kind of tried to do too much and bring all these you know familiar faces in, and I wouldn't consider it to be the worst movie I've ever seen or even close, but I, I get what you're saying. I think they thought, well, we can get like we can get Darcy and Linnea and all these people in the movie. We don't have to really put any other effort into like making it at least a little bit entertaining, but that's, that's me. I understand people may see it and love it, but I just like to clear something up. What? As a, as a know-it-all final exam is a slasher movie from 1981. Why do you have a squirrel as your fucking thing? (laughs) We watched Fatal Exam, which was from nineteen. A totally different. Oh yeah, oh, Fatal okay, Exam. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Final Just in case exam. You have some you die are, yes. Final Exam fans listening. No we're, disrespect we're, to Final Exam. Yeah, no disrespect. To final the, Exam. The Fatal. The Fatal Exam. I'm sorry. The Fatal. Yes, Fatal Exam. Right now, I would put it as the worst movie I've ever seen. We should do that I, sometime. We should all talk about the worst movie we feel we've ever seen. That might be the worst movie I've ever seen. I had a blast watching it with you guys, and well, I, it was a fun experience. But yeah. oh yeah, Eric, what have we what have we picked up? So I haven't picked up too many movies lately. Sadly, actually, I think the last movie I picked up was the Sidekicks Vinegar Syndrome release. Um, most of the stuff I've gotten recently is you know movie related would be soundtracks, uh, scores like uh, you know me and Jesse both got the Little Monsters. Uh, that we posted um, from uh, is it Enjoy the Ride Records, Jesse? Right, Enjoy that's what it's ride, called. Yep. Yeah, so that's beautiful. We both got two different uh, variants of that. That plays really nice. The packaging is really great. Uh, I recently got the Night Rider score from Scareflare Records. 
on like an orange and black uh, swirl vinyl. I haven't listened to that one yet, sadly, but the packaging is beautiful. Um, those are probably the two most recent things that I've I've gotten uh, movie related. Um, obviously, we know we're big vinyl fans around here, so. Yeah, movies. Um, for me, uh, the only things that I've picked up recently, I picked up that Sidekicks box set, um, from Vinegar Syndrome when we went to Monster Mania. Yeah. And what else did I grab at, at Vinegar Syndrome's table? I can't even remember because I haven't watched, haven't even watched them yet. Yeah, I don't know what you've got. Some did you get something from Diabolic as well? Didn't someone buy something from Diabolic? Somebody did. Brian or you? I didn't. I did. Oh yeah. Oh, Sean, I, got the, you get? Oh, I got the uh Lost Boys 4K. There you go, and Brian. Yeah, that's right. Sean also got the Phenomena 4K. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Sean, really quickly, why didn't you mention any of those when we, you you were just talking about stuff you bought? Because that was three weeks ago. I also got the Slumber Party Massacre 4K double feature, and I didn't mention that either because three weeks ago it felt. That weekend feels like a long time ago. I mean, even though it was three weeks ago, I mean, it was just Monster Mania. It wasn't, it's not like you guys have been potting every day talking about this stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. It just didn't come up in my head because the ones I mentioned were this week and those ones yeah. were... I'm, I wasn't saying you had to talk about Christmas gifts you got, but... Okay. But no, I'm saying like, that was the most recent Blu-ray I got in the mail was the Power Ranger one today, so... Nice. Oh, yeah. The other one I picked up was Freeway, the first Freeway. Um, I picked there up the Vinegar Syndrome of that. I haven't watched those yet. Uh, I'm going to watch those eventually, but I did get around to a little vinyl listening today. Um, like Eric said, we picked up the little monsters vinyl. I was able to finally, after I think a month, able to listen to that today. Uh, looks beautiful. Sounds great. Uh, I also picked up a bootleg uh, from Russia of the Ramones cover album from 93, uh, Acid Eaters. I was able to listen to that today. I picked that up last week. Uh, that sounds fucking excellent for being a bootleg. Um, nice. What else did I? I didn't know where. Yeah, if we were talking music, uh, like non-movie related, I could drop. I could pick up. I could talk about a few things as well. Yeah. Yeah, drop it. Um, I did pre-order Finch's, even though it's twenty-one years, a uh, twenty-year anniversary of what it is to burn. That just I just pre-ordered that from uh, Parting Gift and Take This to Heart Records. Uh, so I'm excited for that to come in. Uh, it looks like May. Um, nice. And I also picked up. I've been on. Uh, I only owned one of his CDs, but I enjoy his entire discography. Uh, but I've been on a kick uh, with him this whole week. I decided to hit eBay and I picked up the first uh, of the other five of his six records. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Nice. Very nice. Love me, Lenny Kravitz. So had to pick those up. I only own five, the record five, which is his fifth album. Um, but I love all those other records and he's got amazing songs. He's fucking he's a great fucking musician. Plays a lot of instruments, amazing guitar work, awesome singer. Like R and B, if no one's familiar, it's like R and B soul funk rock and roll, like heavy riffs, but also he gets into like some really like Motown type shit sometimes, but he's got the riffs too. Yeah, dude's super talented for sure. I mean, I I can't say that I've I've got way into his uh, 
albums by any means, but I think he he gets overlooked. Dude is a uh, dude Argu- is a phenomenal Ar- phenom- Ar- phenomenal musician for sure. Arguably one of the best looking dudes ever too. <laughs> Super good looking dude. For sure. Yeah. 58 just fucking just making them squeam and drip already still. But uh, the new uh, Bouncy Souls record uh, came out on Friday. I got the vinyl. Um, sadly, I got it a day after it dropped. Uh, but I got that uh, in the mail yesterday uh-huh, nice. from uh, Pure Pure Noise Records. Pretty cool variant of like a half blue, half yellow with black splatter. So that just came up came out pretty awesome another another souls record but yeah fuck yeah physical media like we say buy physical media keep it going buy physical media and we're gonna have stickers soon so actually we're gonna do a little thing and we're gonna drop it right here uh if you send us if you send us uh a picture of stuff you've bought uh recently physical media be it a cd a vinyl or a blu-ray and or dvd it it Uh, could be cassette tape Whatever you want. And, uh, we'll send you a sticker. Um, and we'll post those stickers soon once we get them. Correct. Uh, but yeah. Oh, all right. That's our little fucking social media corner. Um, or our uh, physical media corner, rather. Fuck social media. Uh, unless <laughs> it's for promoting this podcast. <laughs> then do not fuck it. Unfuck it. Um. All right, well, let's do a fucking before we dive into Scream Six. Um, Ghostface takes Manhattan. Um, <laughs> let's do a little. Da, 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 da. Let's do a little motherfucking 1992 battle year. And if anybody's unfamiliar with battle year, we take a year and we take two films from the year and we make we make them do battle with each other, aka. I say this film or this film, and you have to pick one. And if you don't, you're forever a pussy. Okay. All right. Nineteen ninety-two. Right. Brian, take the squirrel thing off your fucking thing. I want to see your fucking. <laughs> I want to see your dark Robin Williams one-hour photo face, mother. Sean rocking that freaking Fieldy fucking hat right now, looking like Fieldy slapping Jeez. the bass. I don't know how to change it back. Feeling like a Chong on a leash. <laughs> Sean, you gotta change your uh, Instagram name to Chong on a leash, please. <laughs> the squirrel's gone. All right, so 1992 battle year. Here it is. We got five. We got five different face-offs. Perfect. I want justifications, and I want you. <laughs> of course, you know this is like going to fucking trial every time. You don't like one of these movies, you fucking automatically hate it too. So, all right, first one, first up, two juggers, sleepwalkers versus Candyman. All right, I'm gonna start with this one. I'm gonna go out first, and I'm gonna say Candyman by Slide. Love that film. No, sorry. I'm not gonna. I don't need to. I'm not gonna get into whole justification. Just love Candyman. So I'm picking Candyman in those in that face. Candyman. All right, Sean, Brian, what we got? Which one of us first? You You go first. You, Brian. Okay, I'm gonna pick Candyman because I like it better. Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Sleepwalkers. I am also gonna. I am also gonna go Sleepwalkers as well. Love Candyman. 
love, but I don't think it's. I love Bernard Hughes. Like, uh, I love obviously Clive. Um, but listen, man, Sleepwalker. I just love Sleepwalkers. I don't know. I like it a little bit more. Not by much, but a little bit more. That's justifiable. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Mason and Mick probably has a lot to do with it. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good. That's a good lead right there. That battle. I that's like good, that. right? That's not bad. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what's next. Virginia Madsen just ain't got the Matron of Mick swagger. Spiro here. Uh here's a here's here now we're going we're going with some some heavyweights. Reservoir Dogs versus Batman Returns. <laughs> oh, come on. This is no, you gotta pick there. one. Batman Returns. Or Forever Puss. All right, Brian's Brian's Batman going Returns. Batman Returns because we know Fife Dog is his, not uh, the rapper, but Michelle Pfeiffer is his his gal. Eric Sean. I'm gonna let Sean answer first. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm going with Batman. I love Quentin Tarantino, but I'm gonna go with fucking Batman Returns. You hate Reservoir Dogs? Wow, I don't I hate Reservoir Dogs. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's. I'm. You know what? I yeah I I think I ha- I'm gonna go Batman Returns as well. Uh, love Batman Returns, my favorite Batman film, I think. But also, Reservoir Dogs. I I won't say where it ranks in my Quentin Tarantino films because we're going to be doing a Quentin Tarantino podcast with Lou soon. But uh Reservoir Dogs, like, and I don't think it's even close. And the fact that no one else picked it. I know where that movie ranks now for you guys. Dead last, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Can we go well, back? For listen, a I better be a part of that Quentin Tarantino pod. That's all I'm saying. Well, you better be available. We, I was, we were ready. We almost did it once. Anyway, can we? Can I ask a question? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. This one's for Sean because he's the only one who didn't uh, give any justification for hey. his sleepwalkers over Candyman. I just find Candyman boring. It's really slow. Sean doesn't like horror movies. He only likes comic movies. Sean, what's what's Candyman about? I honestly cannot tell you because I never really finished it. Okay, moving on. He hands candy out. Hell yeah. (laughs) My fan should be loving that movie. Candy? Fuck yeah. Reese's Pieces. It's a sequel sequel to Willy Wonka. All right, here's another 1999 or 1992 uh, battle. Now, this one, I, I feel like I know what everyone's going to pick. But three ninjas versus Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'll go first. Uh, three ninjas. Nice. I hate this game. I just want to say that I hate this game. <laughs> Why? Because it, it just, I mean, I. It just, Say you hate like... three ninjas. I'll go now. Eric thinks. I'm not thinking. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but it's just wow. It see what I mean? It makes you. It makes you feel like it's a psychological warfare. Now you feel like you hate the movie just because you didn't pick it. Buffy I, the Vampire Slayer. I'm gonna pick Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know if I've ever seen Three Ninjas from beginning to end. 
Wow. That's all right. Sean didn't see Candyman and he didn't have a problem yeah. shooting it down. <laughs> I can't, Brian, I, I can't fucking, I can't grind fucking Brian on fucking not seeing three ninjas when Sean doesn't fully watch Candyman. Yeah. Uh, this one's actually tough for me because I love both so much. Yeah. It's like, it's, so just... you don't love any movie you've seen before. Any no, movie, do, that you've but I'm it? saying like these ones, I think these are so like evenly matched. They're probably both eight out of tens for me. I'm gonna go three. I'm going three ninjas. Nice. I think Paul Rubens alone should it should it shouldn't even be a question. You hate ninjas. I thought you performance. The performances put out in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Rucker Hauer, Arquette. Oh my lord! Come on, Ben Ben Affleck. Come on. But, I have a question. Seth Green is Hulk Hogan in Three Ninjas? No, he's in Three Ninjas: okay. High Noon at Mega Mountain, which is the, <laughs> the fourth one. <laughs> which he, at this point, Hulk forgot he was in. I can't believe. I mean, yeah. Anyway, Rocky loves Emily. Yeah, that's a great flick. It's a great flick, but. Man, first Buffy we feast, and then we fell in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the vampire slayer, though. All right, next all right. one. Next one. This is another tough one. They're all me. tough. Hellraiser three versus Pet Cemetery two. Oh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first in line on this one. Pet Cemetery two for sure. Pet Cemetery two. I do enjoy Hellraiser 3, but I'm going to pick Pet Cemetery 2. Hellraiser 3 is a good movie. I think it's a little bit too much hated, but the best thing about Hellraiser 3 is the Motorhead Hellraiser song. Um, this is our first, is this our first uh, unanimous decision? I think so. I mean, I got I got a Pet Cemetery 2 poster right over there that Eddie Furlong signing next month. Nice. Um, so yeah, Pet Cemetery too. Nice. Uh, actually, you, you know, Pet Cemetery two probably has had more hate on it than Hellraiser three. I would say. Yeah, probably. All right, we have another third installment versus third installment. I don't think we've had a third third installment versus third installment, but with Hellraiser three, we have two more third installment films versus each other. And we have Army of Darkness versus Alien 3. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Army of Darkness. I second I'll, that. I'll go I'll go third then. Uh, Alien 3 by like fucking 10 million miles. That's too much bias right there for you. Yeah. Just bias. Big time bias. You hate Why? the fucking, I wasn't fuck. I didn't go to fucking like AA with fucking Charles S. Dutton. What do you mean bias? You hate the Evil Dead franchise. You hate it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Army of Darkness. Brian? I think Army of Darkness is the movie you watch if you want to be in a good mood and just be happy. And then Alien 3 is the one I prefer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. happy. I feel like I'm a little biased too, though, because I love Sigourney Weaver as Ripley so much, and 
Charles S. Dutton is amazing in it. And Char- well, that's not biased. That's just me liking a movie better and liking a cast better. Yeah, and the cast so, is but, significant. Brian, right now, hit me with it. <laughs> but but with this one, I can definitely actually with all you know, I respect everyone's opinions, and I think that um, I'm done talking on this right now. Where'd Eric go? Maybe maybe helping Jen. I'm here. There he is. All right. I'm, I'm going to hit you with two more. Okay. Comedies. Encino oh. Man versus My Cousin Vinny. See, like, that's what I'm talking about. Stupid. Who do you hate? I'm not answering first. I'll go first. Go first, Brian. I am more familiar with Encino Man, and so I think I need to give my cousin Vinny another watch, but right now I have to go with Encino Man. I love my cousin Vinny, but I got to go with Encino Man. No, you obviously hate my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Taste your own so. medicine. Your own, taste your own medicine. I guess so. I, I'm with you, though. Exact same thing Jesse said. I, I it's, These are just they're too tough, but Encino Man for sure. I was going to say, I've never seen My Cousin Vinny, so I'm going to go Encino Man. What? Speaking of Encino Man, Jesse... You, you got to should... see My Cousin Vinny. You'll love it, Sean. Yeah, he won't like it, but you should watch it. <laughs> um, oh, come on, hate it, huh? I just know you. Um, how about, uh, Jesse, we, you tagged me in that. Didn't we see? Didn't Pauly Shore just drop uh, footage of uh, yeah, ben, like Stiller, yeah. ben Stiller? Uh... Ben, ben Stiller playing Link. And uh, and Keith Coogan playing Sean Astin's role. Sean Astin's I mean, character. How fucking amazing was that? Yeah, if anybody's a fan of Encino Man, go online and try to find that footage. Really cool. Also, anybody listening, uh, let us know a uh, comment about uh, what you would pick in these uh, this battle year for 1992. Yeah, last one. This last one and the previous one were both bonus ones. Wayne's World versus Home Alone 2. Wayne's World. Yeah, I'm real. I love Home Alone too, but yeah, Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World. I'm going Home Alone too. I would go Home Alone too, but I could go Home Alone one instead, and then have Wayne's World. <laughs> nice logic. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, come on, Wayne's World. Come on, Wayne's World. I All right. I well, that in. was a hell. That was a hell of a battle year. Yeah, they're always they're they're rough, but you know they're fun, and they're I hate them at the same time too. But yeah, anybody listening, let us know. Let us know what you would pick. Yeah, let's dive in to the real shit now. Covering Scream Six, we all saw it. Monster Mania weekend a couple weekends ago, we all went to a theater where the blue raspberry icy machine was broken. The and movie, they don't was, show trailers. There was no fucking trailers. <laughs> they so do. Fucking... They do show. I find that they do show trailers. It just they start it before. So when it says the movie starts at eight o'clock, it truly they do it. So the movie, o'clock. yes, which I was not aware of. So we walked in three to four minutes late for the which movie. Which I appreciate, but not having that knowledge beforehand, and I'm literally waiting in line before I found out that the blue icy machine was broken, and. <laughs> I repeat, the movie has started. I take full responsibility. I'm the one who set up all the plants and uh, 
So we I rush in there. I get sit down. That. My fucking I'm laying on my back to see the screen. And then and then <laughs> we'll Bridget never comes go in. there again. Don't worry. We'll never go there again. I promise. Calm but down. the theater was kind of cool. so dramatic. Jeez. Uh, wait, how about the dramatic one in this scenario? I was laying on my back. They had no blue ices. <laughs> I tell you, I'll tell you. Well, hold here. Here's the thing. If I walked in and I saw no blue icy machine actually spinning and the gears were moving, no problem. No, yeah, I'll get a fucking coke. No problem. No problem. Give me a Pepsi. Fine with that. But when it's sitting there and the fucking wheel in it is fucking turning, and then we get up there and fucking uh. Tim or whoever was fucking running the fucking joint up there. This is like, oh, the it doesn't work. It looks like it's fucking working to me. Can you smash out the fucking front of it and fucking pour me some? Can you scoop <laughs> it? Uh, but no one got a dirtier look in the history of mankind than Bridget did when Bridget said their icy machines broke. <laughs> I fucking was so fucking pissed. I was fucking livid. And for context, it's because Regal up here doesn't have a blue ICs after having him the entire time having red and blue and then never having blue after the pandemic. Apparently, all the fucking blue raspberry fields are completely fucking pillaged and plundered fucking after COVID. And yeah, I know. Yes, I know. Blue raspberries aren't real, but it's the way they're not the hypothetical. Sean, you, you, don't, you don't realize that there is no such thing as a real blue raspberry? I'm just fucking around, dog. No, he's not. But yes, we all saw Scream 6. Now, I had my reservations. Are we all going to had... have our time to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. He's, what, do you, what, what do you think I run here? It's not a bad it's question. Fair, <laughs> Tough but fair. Tough but fair. Now, listen. I had no... Hold on, I gotta get this fucking thing. I gotta fix this. I'm fucking seeing all this shit. That's just Sean's smile. Mm. Sean, be nice. I am nice. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I. There we go. I obviously had reservations. I didn't think that the movie was going to be necessarily bad. I did think that it would be missing Nev Campbell, and I personally thought it did. But with that said, I thought it was highly entertaining. I did have a couple issues with what I thought uh, was poor and lazy writing. But hey, I mean, you're in a sixth installment of a or the fifth sequel, you know, sixth installment of a franchise film where the creator isn't on board. Um, the director who directed the first four is dead. Um, and your leading star is wasn't viewed at as someone that deserved any kind of money that was respectable. So, with those working against it, I think it succeeded despite having a lot a lot of things not working for it. And it's a good movie for being a, a sixth film. We're going to dive into the whole thing, but that's my initial thoughts on it. Now, you guys now can give your initial thoughts, and then we'll dive into the film. Sean? I was say, I really enjoyed it. I definitely thought it was way better than Scream 5 and Scream 3. Way better, uh, though? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we got some clarity on that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... If I had a rank, it would be fourth. We're That's, not doing that yet. I already did. All right. 
Brian. Okay, me. Yeah, so I went in with high and low expectations um, because there were certain things I wanted from it that I thought it was going to deliver. Obviously, I was upset that Nev Campbell... What's happening? Is that just my screen? Is Jesse's head disappearing? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But I also felt like we were going to leave the theater with a rant from Jesse. So I had that in my mind the whole time, too. But once I sat down, once we realized the movie was started, we all sat down. I was in my own little world. And it was just me and Scream 6. And I was having a great time. And I'd say, overall, not perfect. I had a couple issues with it. But overall, I had a really good time watching it. I would have liked to watch it again before this. But I'm looking forward to, you know, watching it again eventually. I was going to say, my... Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, my real complaint was that fucking jack up next to me talking the entire time. And you hit him with the, hey! Oh, yeah. Fucking giving his fucking girlfriend or date like the entire scream rundown of like the first five films during the six movie. Yeah, you do that. You do that when you're gonna watch it on Peacock in two months, dude. You don't do it in the theater, Limp Dick. Um, Brian, I'm very interested to hear what your issues were with it, but we are going to get into all that right after we hear Eric. Eric, initial thoughts, Scream Six. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same with everyone else. I think. I mean, I I really. It's the sixth film in a franchise. Like, obviously, it's not going to be perfect. Um, so going into it, that's kind of what my mindset was. Like, I'm sure, it'll, you know, I liked Scream 5. Uh, so I thought it would be pretty enjoyable, but there'd be some issues. And then that's exactly what I got. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was enjoyable. Um, I thought it was uh, probably better than than five for sure. Um, I Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um I thought th- I, again, like I said, it's the sixth film in a, in a franchise that has, you know, with the star of the film, not uh, being in it, her first film, her first uh, one of the franchise she's not in and, and, you know, different directors. It, it, so there's a lot of things that could, that could go into uh, it having some, some negatives and some, uh, some issues, which it does, but overall, yeah, I liked it. I mean, and then I'll give my opinion of what, you know, we're going to talk about it more, but yeah, I think they had a, in my opinion, they had a mindset going into this movie and some of the stuff that I think people are confused about. I think I, and I could be way off with this. I think they're confused about it because it's for stuff that's going to play into the, into the future films. So, so yes, I, I, I liked it overall. Yeah. I, I don't know where I would, I'd sit with it in comparison to the fifth film because the fifth one, I don't know. I I just don't. I'm still the jury's out on that one for me. Yeah. I'm still like I mean, you, just. You obviously need the fifth one for this one, or else right. like if you you, you, you it will or it would make a lot of sense because they touch on a lot of stuff that happened and a lot of characters from the fifth one. I will so. say uh, the fifth one I enjoy a little more every time I watch it. I still don't think it's great, but I I enjoy every Scream movie for different reasons. Some are obviously better than others. At the time I saw Scream 5, I thought it was like maybe just slightly above 3, and I still feel that way. But I, I wish they caught the whole fucking Stu's ghost shit in Scream 5. You saw Stu's ghost? Yeah, in Scream 5. 
Oh, Bill. Get your Holy shit fuck. together. Sean. What? Don't drink again next time we do a I'm, podcast. I'm fucking drinking green tea, dog. Yeah, with a little Sean, rum. <laughs> rum pastel skin? Rum pastel skin's a good man. Now listen. <laughs> All right, so let's break the film down. I still... you. So, Eric, you said you think it's... the. Things people may be confused by is because you think it's stuff that's going to play out in the seventh film. But mm-hmm. two things: there was no guarantee there was ever going to be a seventh film. So why introduce it and just have it kind of seem like the two kids that were in on were, were making doing ghost face kills, but weren't the ghost face killers in this? In the beginning, also spoiler alert for anybody. And yeah, we should probably say if you haven't seen the film, and you're going to get some spoilers now. So so you know. But also, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the film, what are you expecting? Goof nuts. Um, but yeah, like why they never brought that back? Like why two random kids were? Yeah, I mean you're you're nailing it down exactly what I'm what I was referring to. Yeah. I just think that it was a gamble, maybe. But the fi- they're obviously going to do another one. It, it was the biggest you know opening weekend of any of the Scream films. They made a killing. Um, I just think now you set it up where like, again, it's a sixth film, like all these, uh, motives, you know, you got to come up with something. So they did, you know, the safe thing where, you know, from a previous, from the fifth one, they play into that, like why these killers had these motives, but now you set up with that beginning, you know, what happened in the beginning in those two characters, like there's obviously something more broad there. It's not just those two. So, right. I I thought. See, I have to watch it again, but those two guys from the beginning are mentioned a couple of times later. They are, the, yeah. They are connected to the killers at the end of the movie, and it, the whole thing's explained. I don't fully remember, which is why I need to watch it again, but... Well, yeah, I, I mean... I, I thought yeah, it they do... together. Wait, they so do was that... F- was the family of Jack had those guys tied in? Or were they they were pats they were patsies to like throw the trail, right? Yeah, I believe so. And I believe that that uh theater, the Shrine to Ghostface, was in their names or something, right? Like it was owned by the family, but they had it in their names because they were like also really obsessed right, with Yeah. It, it, I'm, you're right about all of that. You're right about all of that. I'm just saying, like, I feel like they left that like I just think that's like a little speck of the film that they they could explore more in the future. They could that could be an easy I don't want to call it an easy out, but an easy uh, topic for an, another film. You know what I mean? Like a society. Yeah. Of so because yeah, it was definitely a quick throw, throwaway line that like they put the theater in those two kids' names. So did they do that though? In case the theater was found, and then they could blame them and say it was them the whole time. There must be someone else connected to them that did it, possibly or what. Since the kid had like a stab shrine in his closet, right? And then, yeah, if, I mean, you know, if that, Thor, that, if authorities, from it. if authorities ever discovered the theater with all the fucking evidence from all the previous, you know, crimes, they would be explained everything. So it sounds like they used them to kind of deter the trail, but they didn't. They never came out and like said that, right? Or if they did, I missed it. It was it was yeah, a quick one liner. So I feel like there was so. They might have explained it more, but I feel like there was so much going on in that finale 
that I could have missed it. Because I remember, how do you say his name? Dermot Mulroney or something? Yeah. I just remember thinking, man, he is way over the top right now. And wondering if I if I liked that or not. So I didn't fully catch everything he said. I think Why Sean's kind of on track with it, though. I, I, I do recall them mentioning, uh, you know, the theater being in, in one of their one of those dudes names but they just don't elaborate too much you know what right. i mean yeah. yeah it was during like the third act and a bunch like what bt said a lot of shit's going on when they finally reveal that twist i would like to say um draw a comparison to another movie and it's kind of a shallow reason why i liked that opening sequence um it really reminded me of bay of blood you guys have all seen that at least once right yeah i have not so you're not going to care, though, Sean. The no. opening scene of Bay of Blood, a woman gets murdered, and then you immediately see who the killer is, and then that killer gets murdered by someone you don't... I don't know. I just... I don't know if it was an intentional homage to that, but I, I thought of that, and I just thought it was cool. Okay, I enjoyed the opening scene of Scream 6, because, like, yeah, when, like, the killer revealed himself, I'm like, all right, like, we're going in a completely different direction. Like, this time, it's different. As with the marketing yeah. Katan Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So, ultimately, here's what I liked about it. We can go through. We'll do what everyone likes and every, what everyone dislikes. What I liked about it was that I feel like they brought... Now, normally, I feel like maybe part of me at some point may have not liked the viciousness of it and like, oh, they're just trying to be over the top for the over the top sake. I also wonder if, and I could be completely wrong. I also wonder this would have to really be, this is deep, you know, behind the scenes inside baseball shit. We'd probably have to dive to get the answers on this, but I wonder if the success of terrifier two in the fall made them say, actually we won't cut that. We'll leave that in. We'll leave that in because some some of that shit in there, some of those scenes that seems like the MPAA might have cut at one point or another. And I understand that um, that Terrifier 2 was unrated. It didn't have to be rated by the MPAA. And it had, you know, it was a fathom event or whatever. But I do wonder if because films, I'm sure you guys know, like. Films can change. You can have an edit on a film like up to a month before its release and still make it like it doesn't matter. Like that doesn't matter. So I also wonder if some of those vicious because there was some more vicious kills in this that were a little more. Yeah, this was definitely more brutal than the previous screams. It was different for a scream film. And I think what I liked is that they. They they had some of that, but they didn't go over the top. Obviously, Terrifier 2 is a completely different level of viciousness, but I like that they did that because I don't I don't like disagree with like at this point, like Wes is dead. Kevin Williamson isn't like actively uh, on board with it necessarily. Um, so I'm all for doing different stuff. My main thing is that they didn't pay Nev Campbell. And we're going to get into that, but. I liked that. I thought I thought the acting was okay. I thought the acting in 5 was better than the acting in this. I don't think that there's any real glaring issues with the acting in this one. 
but I did like the acting in five, I think a little bit more. There was a little bit, it felt like a real, like it still felt like as much as, and I had problems with scream five scream five still felt like a scream film. This, This one was really entertaining and dare I say, probably more entertaining than five, but it felt like they got away from what scream is which you're just going to do that as you get further down in a franchise anyway. But I think the fact that especially the first four films felt very scream. uh, And I think that's mainly due to Wes being the director and having that cohesiveness. Obviously when you bring new directors in, you're going to get a different tale told. Um, But I did like it even for being different. I liked it. Um, And I'm definitely excited to watch it again. Um, and ultimately I had to come to terms with letting go of some of my, I still don't, I still think like having like it, the Jack's family be the killers. I still think that's lazy, predictable and stupid, but you're going to have that in a sixth installment of a franchise. You're going to get right. That's, that's my point. Like, I, I, I don't know, like you say lazy, but like. I don't know. Like, what else would you do? You know what I mean? Well, at that point, if it's coming to that point, though, I mean, you're just going to like that's that that's the thing. I feel like there's always you can't all that can't always just be the excuse. It can ease the it can make you understand, like, why they would do that. Like, well, what the fuck could you do? Like, who who the fuck could it be? But that's the problem with this type of movie is like, who the fuck's killer? Now, it's the same thing with Dexter. Like, Dexter went on for seven or whatever seasons there's all like well how is there always a fucking serial killer like it's like doing <laughs> yeah, something like, unique and crazy all the fucking time like don't been... get me wrong so yeah, the way yeah. i i took away from it they're definitely playing like homage to the screen too and which you know they hint at it like halfway through the movie yeah they... i mean let's look at every from every scream sequel like who what has been the motive like the second one you had billy's mother with the Olafant's character, his name is escaping me at the moment, who's just like Mickey. They just, yeah, they just somehow met up, right? Mickey, like, and her met up. Like, I know they explain it, but like, whatever. Like, so you got Billy's mother. So then the third one, you got what? Maureen Sydney's half brother. Yeah, Sydney's half brother. And then four, you have um, her fucking Sydney's her cousin. Niece. And yeah. And what? The. Another kid she goes to school with, so like another another film geek. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I don't know. It's just like there's really not like, and then five. You know, you got just a fucking maybe that like, maybe yeah. that's the the thought process uh, of like you know obviously the first one ended you know in a house at a party, and so did you know Scream Five, which is they just call Scream twenty twenty two whatever. Uh, and then this one ended in a theater as the first, the second one ended in a theater. Yeah. So was the third one going to end in like some fucking rich millionaires fucking director's house? Right, and they're going to find out the girl that fucking This Billy, can't be just like the Halloween. Billy's going to fucking impregnate That's what they're chick. doing. They're, they fucking follow in the form David Gordon Green formula. Oh, yeah. BT, what say you? Um, I'm surprised that you thought the acting was better in Scream 5. So but I'm thinking specifically of, you know, our lead character now, Melissa Barrera, is Sam. I'm I'm just going to say her performance in five took me out of the movie a few times. Whereas yeah, I people, thought, ripped, people ripped her apart for that, actually. Yeah, I really? kind of feel 
bad. And I thought she did a lot better in this one. Um, I thought she was forgettable in this one. I well, they're I thought, definitely giving more of the light to Jenna Ortega now because she's you know she's blowing up. So yeah, I I disagree. I respect your opinion though. I think the writing was a little better for her, and the acting. She must maybe she took some acting classes. Maybe she was just more into it this time. But I thought she did well. I I liked all of the survivors from Five. They weren't. None of them were really developed in five. I liked them all a lot better this time. Um, and a- another thing you brought up, Sean, fuck you. What are you looking at? So I actually, I have all I have all the screens up so I can see everyone what they're doing. Jesse keeps flashing a Frankenstein monster plushie, so that's why I'm laughing. Okay. Um, and violence wise, it reminded me a lot of the new Halloween movies, big time. I thought of that more than I did uh, Terrifier, and I agree that I, I wasn't 100% on board with, like, how over-the-top it was. Um, and once you see someone get stabbed for the 10th, 11th, 20th time in a row, <laughs> Can I'm I? like, do, do I like this? Or is it a little too much? But it didn't hurt the movie too much for me. You no. were going to say something? I'm going to predict it right now. Scream 7. Mm-hmm. will open with Courtney Cox's boyfriend or someone um maybe it won't actually Courtney Cox is going to die at the beginning of Scream 7 Nev's going to come back at her funeral and then it's going to be like fucking Nev's fucking like last Nev's brother Nev's nephew or so I mean, some half family member they're going to do, they're going to try to do it the same way David Gordon Green did the Halloween thing. We're like, ah, oh, it's the hollow, uh, hollow, first Halloween movie is going to kind of emulate the first, or this Halloween is going to emulate the first one. And then the second one is in the hospital. And that's going to kind of emulate the second one. And then the third one's going to be a real big departure and everybody's going to be confused and not like it. And they're going to do the same fucking thing. I'll fucking bet my balls. I guarantee I- it's I easy to speculate. Easy to speculate. I hope you oh. speculate. I'm telling you right I, now. Wait, don't, don't be. Don't ever mock me like that on the pod again. I lost my <laughs> <for> your co-host. <laughs> I would like to. I just. I don't think they're gonna do Scream Three, um, because no one likes. No one really likes Scream Three, and it hasn't really gained like a cult following. If anything, it's just become less popular over the years. Um. Can I say something that the screen movies have done that's really cool? And I think this one especially is like the settings for each film, like setting of each film has been really cool. Like I think like obviously you start off in Woodsboro for the first one, second one, you're going to like that college town vibe, like the, you know, that's, that's cool. Then you go to LA, right. And then you go back to Woodsboro for four and five. And now New York city, I thought New York city was a cool backdrop of this. Like we're, of all the places in the world, or the country especially, like you think of a place where you can't go to hide at all. I mean, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, on the New York side, it was definitely rad. I liked that a lot, especially that subway scene. Exactly. Yeah. I'd I'd like to say too that I think suspense, the suspense was a lot better in this one. I think suspense was like missing a lot from Five, and all these like cool locations with. These like create these situations, the subway, like you said, 
uh, the convenience store and like the two apartment buildings, like crawling across on the ladder. We have something. Seen... Go ahead. I'm sorry. We haven't seen suspense like that in the series since to done this well since probably two like ch- chase scenes and like really crazy suspenseful situations. And I'm, I'm glad that I think they did that well in this one. For sure. There's something about like a, a slasher movie too included with this one where you could be in a place where there's, you're not alone. There's people all around you, but yet you in a, in a situation like you're, you are alone. Like the beginning with scene with Samara weaving, who's at like a fucking packed bar on a packed street yeah. in New York city you know, she ventures into this alleyway and all of a sudden she's like completely alone. It just gets murdered. And, you know, it's just there's there's a way that that it's like you're uh, the that's just a creepy, a creepy uh, thing to think about. You know what I mean? Like you're surrounded by all these people. You should feel safe. But in an instant, you're you're completely alone and, and unsafe. I. I'm still confused why they killed our cat's character off. I understand the thought process of like, well, we got to kill someone. Yeah. Like, we got to take someone from the legacy. I still think it's dumb and it doesn't make sense. And it was his completely death, unneeded. His death for me probably is the, the one I'm most upset about in the whole franchise because a, and I don't mean that this might spark up some shit. I'm going to say it anyway. Our cat's the man. He's at an ecstasy. Like he got taken down by the, the little four foot seven girl. Yeah, that pisses me it, off. The too. scene doesn't really make much, and I know, like, you gotta. It's a movie, but like, obviously, it wasn't Jack Quaid's character. He was there, so this, you know, five foot two girl, like, just kicks the shit out of Dew. Dew drop? No, it was never. Out. I mean, that's the whole. That's that's why I think I would I would rank the fifth one the least, my least favorite. Is because I feel like that was completely unnecessary and that was them all just kind of fucking uh, giving each other fucking hand jobs in a circle being like, what if we killed Dewey? And it was the girl <laughs> that did it. They should, have killed, they should have killed Gail in the fifth one. And yeah, I know 100%, like 100%. 100% because then then you can get because you know how Dewey was Dewey was kind of like downtrodden and kind of like living by himself and seeing Gail like you know, having success and, and stuff like that. And he was kind of, you know, like just kind of like living, like slumming it a little, it would have been interesting for them to kill her. And then that made Dewey get his shit together. And then maybe he rejoins the force or something like that. Yeah. Like a cool redemption story. Yeah. I think, or, you know, like, I don't know. Gail's death might have, but I mean, I understand it. Like in, you know, the way we are now, like you have to kill the guy. Like you have to like, or there's going to be an upheaval if it's not the guy. And apparently if it's not the girl killing the guy, there would be an upheaval as to why that was, you know, scream three gets a lot of guff, but I got to think like, if you think about motives and like the full story, the full weight of everything, it's actually kind of one of the cooler ones. I mean, the Marine Prescott character, you know, Sydney, like obviously before, like she thought her mom was like, they had the perfect little family. She was sleeping around. Uh, and then you find out she had this whole other life and then she had another kid. I thought that was like actually really creative. So, you know, Scream 3 I think Scream, hate, 3, but... Scream 3 gets a lot more guff than it deserves, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just because, well, you know how it is. With, I mean, we're obviously really 
deep into this stuff. Like anytime there's, they keep making these, you know, um, they keep continuing franchises. Like you got like, they're kind of split. Like 50% of people like are excited, but you know, it's going to be like awful. And then there's 50% of people who like think it's like, I shouldn't say 50, 50, but there's people who think it's like amazing. It's like their new favorite horror movies and there's people who completely hate it. So I just think when it comes to scream three now, like, you'd put it towards one and two. Like, obviously it's not as good as that. And then anything beyond three, they're like, because of the distance of time between them too. Like, I don't know. People just automatically hate anyway. So I don't hate any screen movie. And I would like to join in on this discussion of Dewey's death. Jump on me, please. Okay. I think Dewey's death is terrible. I think it's very unrealistic. Like you guys said, that Amber was the one to kill him. But, I mean, I think they tried to justify it by him being caught off guard, but when you have to write it that way, it's pretty lazy. Um, But I don't completely blame them, because I think it's sort of a, they're damned if they do and damned if they don't situation. Because that was such a big criticism. Every time they came back, they're like, how are these same people surviving every time? Right. And Obviously, they can't kill Sydney, right? Yeah. Am I yeah. still on? Okay, no, you're yeah, I'm, I thought you were going to keep expanding. We're taking it in. Relax. And I was going to be pissed whether they killed Dewey or Gal. I was going to be upset either way. I'm not like you guys where I hate Gal. I actually love Gal. She's one of my... I don't hate Gail at all. I hate Gail. I'm just saying, out of the three legacy characters, she can get next. Yeah, she was also the shittiest for sure. She was a shitbag to Dewey. She was a shitbag reporter that fucking Sydney had to fucking <laughs> punch out. Um, That's why she's so interesting. I just came up with the perfect uh, villain, uh, perfect villain and motive for the next film. It's you bring Nev back, and it's fucking Billy's father. We see him in the first movie. Yeah, but he was fucking like 68 in that one. And then he, it's what's her name's grandpa. So that how, that's how it ties in. Oh, Technically, that'd be sick. It's her, it's, thought, it's, it, okay. it's her grandpa now. I'm not going to pretend this is an original thought, but I think a motive, a possible motive that I saw that I thought sort of made sense and would be cool is if someone's killing all the survivors because they realize these murders are going to keep happening as long as all these survivors are still alive. Once you kill them all, everyone, then it's really over. What do you mean by survivors? You mean from the newest movies as well, you're saying? Uh, every survivor. Everyone who's ever survived one of these murders, as long as they're alive, someone's going to try to kill them. Innocent people are going to get killed in the crossfire. So the only way to really stop it for good is if they're all dead. So you're saying bring back every character. Bring back like, every character. I like maybe Billy's father. Billy's father, maybe one of the survivors is doing it. You know? What happened I, to all the parents? That's what my big what happened to Stu's parents? What happened to Billy's parents? What about well, Casey? Well, we thought I went to Billy's mother. Sean's well, Billy's. you know what I mean. Billy's mother. father. <laughs> <laughs> what about the can we hold on? Yeah. Hold on. While we're talking about screen sequels, can we just put some? I mean, I know there's a lot of respect on it now, and especially between us. Can we put some respect on how fucking amazing and perfect of a sequel Scream 2 is for the first oh, that, entry sequel? Too. 
Yeah, it is awesome. It's so good. Actually, be my favorite. Also, you guys remember uh, I'm the one who drafted Scream Two, so thank you. All right. Let's... Yeah, it was yeah, a panic yeah. pick, Sean. It was yeah, a you panic, panic pick. pick. <laughs> Ryan, what were you saying? Was a panic pick. I said yeah, Scream Two might be my favorite. More so than the first. I don't think it's better than the first, but I think such a no. great memory of seeing that with my dad and my brother. It was my first horror movie on the big screen. And I just, it's weird because it wasn't my favorite growing up until I rewatched it around the time Scream 4 was coming up. And then I fell in love all over again. And just, I, that's the one I watched the most. It is so fucking, because I watched, I mean, I'll revisit those first two films, especially so often at least once a year um but after we went to um monster mania we saw scream six on the uh on the big screen there um i came home and watched on that sunday two sundays ago i came home and watched scream um didn't we watch scream uh the night before or something yeah i watched it it again when i came home okay and then i watched scream two that following day the month that monday they're so fucking good. Scream, the first Scream. And I know we've done a whole, we did a whole podcast on the first four films back fucking in 2018. I don't know if anybody remembers, but we did that. Um, That Scream is so fucking good. It is so fun. I think it's, I, I, I think, it, I know it sounds crazy to say because there's just such a huge Scream resurgence. I think Scream, even as big as it is in the resurgence scene, I think it's still a little underrated. You think? Oh, I'm telling you, I, I'm really, I really, I think it's my favorite Wes Craven film. And that sounds, even to me saying it out loud, it sounds fucking preposterous to me because obviously Elm Street is in Last House are like two of my favorite films of all time. But it's and it sounds crazy saying it, but I really think so. I really think that it's Wes like at his absolute best. And you don't think I I'm surprised you're calling it overrated. Every time I see someone no. post like their favorites of all time, Scream is on there. No, I called it underrated. You that's what I meant. I think every time I, I see don't... like a West Craven ranking Scream is at the top. I maybe maybe not maybe not in popularity. I'm saying just in kind of what it really like popularity. It's very popular. Like I'm not saying that. I still think though it's not like that meta ness. And West was that's what's funny too. And I I had a conversation with someone about this recently. West was doing the meta shit before Scream Two. He did it with New Nightmare. Yeah, for sure. Like. Wes, honestly, can you think of two? Uh, uh, we'll just we'll just strictly stay with horror directors. Is there a horror director that had a better back to back films? I mean, actually, I can't say back to back because he did Vampire in Brooklyn. But pretend Vampire in Brooklyn didn't exist. In <laughs> ahoy, motherfucker! Pretend, ahoy, motherfucker! Uh, pretend Vampire in Brooklyn didn't exist in 1995. Is there a better one-two punch? If you're excluding vampiric Eddie Murphy films, <laughs> of then New Nightmare and then Scream, that's fucking crazy. But also, if you exclude um, Escape from New York and the Fog, then John Carpenter had Halloween directly followed by the thing. 
Yeah, that's fucking wild too. Wait, how, we can't. We just keep skipping. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a joke. Well, but but yes, say, like in a in a four year span, he had fucking the thing. I mean, that's fucking crazy though. Like, I was just gonna say, Carpenter. Like, they're just telling me you're not back to back. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess there's. I mean, he had the fog. No, I'm just saying, like, as far as like inventive, crazy, new, original ideas for you to do a sequel to arguably the the biggest, the biggest monster movie guy since the Universal Monsters in Freddy Krueger, and you reinvent that with New Nightmare going meta and have Heather Langenkamp play herself in the film, and then Freddy's now come to life. I mean, I'm with you. With you. Yeah, I, back to what I was saying about Scream. Sorry, Brian. Is I don't think in popularity it's underrated. I think in influence and what it what it's done for a movie to come out like that when it did re that's what that's where I think it's underrated. It truly reinvented and recreated the slasher film and horror films as a whole. How many films have taken from Scream? From 96 on, after Scream came out in December of 96, everything was copy, a carbon copy, some kind of variant of ripoff of Scream. You could yeah, say that. I just, want, I, I just went on a little kick of like watching like some of those slasher movies that came out because of Scream, like Urban yeah. Legend and like I said, Cut. Um, and I think. Slasher movies to this day are still highly influenced by Scream, even before Scream. Like, watch like a yes. Happy Death Day, for example. Is yes. One that yes. That. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just like the attitude and like the, you know, I don't, I'm going to say elevated. I'm sorry. I can't think of a different word right now. But don't do it. Don't do it. A lot I, of slasher films aren't. They have like a different attitude to them, right? Than just like Halloween, for example. That's just a straight up slasher. I am out of words because I feel like I lost my point. No, it's just I don't know. It's just the more I watch it, the more I just it it really like. And I remember watching it for the first time. I remember getting the VHS tape. My parents got the VHS tape at phase and i honestly think it may have just switched to eckerd's after it left phase it might have just switched that actually i don't think it did i think it was still phase and i remember them buying it and i remember bringing it home and watching it on like a fucking sunday afternoon and it i like fell in love with the movie right then uh and there was like a lull though do you guys remember you guys may have to remember it too there was a time where, like, the Scream movie was, like, kind of looked at as, like, kind of, like, you know, like that shitty, like, 90s horror. Am I yeah, wrong I, with that? It was definitely no, 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 not I'm, that I'm way. You're right, because I'm not going to lie, because when Scream first came out, I wasn't, you know, really a fan until, like, the older I got, the more I appreciated it. Right. I'll say this, though, to talk about what you're talking about with Wes. I think there's, like, I think any maybe in our eight, like, there's two waves of like slasher films, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that he is the reason for that second wave. Like Brian, you guys were talking about the movies that came Soul. after that. Like, listen, he, he, I mean, he is like 
we know about the evolution of horror throughout the years and, and where that we were at that point in the nineties with the slasher film, the resurrection of it and, and all the films and sequels that followed after that. Um, and like you're saying, even to this day with a happy death day and shit like that, which movies I think, and I know we all think are awesome are still following that formula that he kind of, uh, even though the slasher film has been around for a long time, but he refreshed it and brought his, his way to it. And I think people, again, like obviously use his ways and pay tribute to it and, and homages. And, you know what I mean? Like it's, I'll it, say he this is the, he's the reason for that in my opinion. So I'll say this. You, you made a very good point, Eric. Wes is solely responsible for that second wave of the slasher. Now I'll say this, and I, you, you, we all know our love for George and Toby and and uh, Carp. Wes George, or 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 George Carp, George Carpenter, Jesus Christ, John Carpenter, <laughs> Toby Hooper, and George Romero were not making films on the scream level in '96. No, and, they definitely weren't. And furthermore, he brought that to prominence. And you could honestly, you could probably say Carp hasn't made a slow. We've said this before on our master's draft. West or or Carp really hasn't done a true slasher since Halloween. Yeah, Carp Carp obviously bounces around from genre. Yeah, he's more science fiction and and science psychological fiction, and all kinds of stuff. Like obviously he did all kinds of stuff, but but West, and then George West in his day with the zombies. West stands alone in the nineties. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Every they all had respectable and fun and good films. But as far as like you do Scream and then you do well, you yeah, do New no. Nightmare. You could honestly like you do New Nightmare. You do Scream. You do Scream too. That's heavyweight shit, bro. In my eyes. No, yeah, he. I mean, he, he stole. He he stole the show in the nineties from them. Of course, of course. Like it's, I think that I don't think anybody would argue that. And if they did, I'd like to hear why. But yeah, like George had this. George invented in my like a lot of people's eyes the zombie. One hundred percent. Zombie made it, modern made American it zombie. Way. Yes, the flesh, and, and and Carpenter is amazing. You know, obviously we all love him, but the to this point in particular, for sure, like nineties, a resurrection of a genre within a genre. West stands alone and he's still like being like we're still getting screen movies. Uh we're still getting movies that follow the same pattern. So I'll I'll say this and you guys can 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 chime in. We went I'll, I like we we went way in the weeds with this. I like we're supposed to be talking stream <laughs> six here. This is all relative it's all relative. No, I um, know, I know. I'm just saying. Now listen, George I think had his pulse on what was going on in the world. And I think George obviously is the creator of the modern American zombie. There's no argument there. No one can argue. If you try to argue it, you're fucking wrong. There ain't no fucking nothing without George would not let me dead starting it. Uh, it was all voodoo mysticism before that shit. Carp laid the foundation in did fucking you know a slasher that you know obviously after uh black christmas and and does that and then has a fucking the oddest in the best way coolest most art like 
different kind of career with doing all these crazy films and and Prince of Darkness and and They Live and In the Mouth of Madness and and The Thing and The Fog and just covered everywhere in the vast windshield of fucking bug shit. He was all over the place. Toby, I think, had his pulse on realism. Eaten Alive and Texas Chainsaw Massacre felt real. They felt, especially Texas Chainsaw Massacre, everyone says it was filmed and shot and, and felt like a documentary. Um, And Wes had, Wes, I think, like I said, had juggernaut movies, arguably two juggernaut movies in horror for horror's sake in the 70s. Not to say that George um, and no or no one else did, but Wes did Last House in Hills Have Eyes in the 80s. He comes out and creates Freddy Krueger, arguably the biggest monster since the Universal Monsters, you could say, and then comes out and does Scream in the 90s. I don't know. It's just they're all it's so hard to say one's better than the other or anything like that. But my default answer is usually Wes. That's my yeah. favorite. I mean, I know we are, as my favorite. we're also all going to have our have our opinions of who we who we like and connect with the most. We love them all, but who we connect with the most for sure. I mean, I think we we did that when we did the draft but, of the you know, Masters of Horror draft. So I say all of that, but my very first pick of anything was Night of the Living Dead because I think Night of the Living Dead is probably the greatest horror movie ever made. Right, but see, that's like an argument within an argument. There, you can say that, but still like Wes's in my body in my opinion. In my opinion, I'm not yeah, saying. Yeah, and, that and you could also still like Wes's body of work more than than say, you know, Romero or or Carpenter. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's all good stuff. And this is what I was going to say. And and we can give our uh, what we what what we didn't like about the film. Did we all talk about what we didn't like? We never we didn't touch on negatives yet. We'll talk negatives, huh. and then we we'll didn't. talk, and then we'll talk what we rank the movie, what we rate the movie, and then what we rank it in the franchise. But I'll say this: I think, I think that it's. I was torn with five and now six. I was just like, do I really want them like shitting on Wes's legacy? And I had to kind of get over my own like irritation with them making Wes. Craven type film you know scream attached to the scream thing but I think ultimately it's only going to keep get kids more interested and make them want to check out the scream movies that they haven't seen especially go back so it can't I don't think it can hurt it can only help um even if they you know scream seven turns out to be dog shit and they get dog shitty it is what it is um they're not as good as the original but they're I don't think with you know the, the sequels they're intended to be as good I, they you can make it with the intent to be as good as the original, but it's just never going to reach that. There's too much legacy. There's too many years behind it where it's built and made it into its own. So sequels are usually the exception of maybe a few Terminator two being probably the prime example are never going to surpass, surpass the original in my eyes. Um, So it, it's all good. It's just going to bring the legacy, legacy, the legacy, the, the legacy of Wes back, like, or keep it relevant. Um, so I can only hope that people do that. And all these, like this sad, um, this sad depleted generation, I hope can find some solace in looking, finding, you know, watching a scream six or possibly a scream seven, if it comes, uh, and going back and finding Wes and falling in love with Wes and then discovering 
Carp and Toby and George. And I can only hope that it does that. And even if it does it for a couple people, hey, it did its job. So, but negatives. Yes. Talk negatives. Like I said, I think thought it was, I just didn't like the, didn't like the, that's the, it's Jack's family. Crazy. The family. Um, <laughs> and that's my only real complaint. Um, besides them, not really truly tying in the original two killers that were, uh, I mean, it makes sense now, but like I wanted a little bit more tie in there. And, other than that, I don't know. I don't have a lot of complaints about the film, really. Yeah, I mean, I really just don't. I don't have a lot of complaints either. Like, there's certain things that, are like, like you know, maybe you can get down on like how they have to. They always have to pull in some sort of like love interest thing with Ortega's character and that dude. And but I understand why they do that. Things they, you know, they that's an element of those movies that they, they feel like are important to, to, uh, to put out there for people. But I don't like the killer's motives. I don't know. That didn't really get me that upset just because I don't know. Like, again, like I said, like what else? I mean, yeah, you could come up with other things, but that that didn't really get me too down, uh, about it. I'm hoping that, uh, you know the the stuff at the beginning I, I felt like i guess i didn't like that that wasn't elaborated on like they didn't go farther with that stuff and hopefully that's because they're going to do that in the future right i'd say if i was going to do it, it's probably the cheesiest thing but i would my biggest negative is that nev it wasn't a part of it but again exactly yes, watching the film i don't even know where she would have like like where does she fit in into the story anyway really well, i i'm sure that dictated her not being in the film dictated and assisted with the plot not having to involve her so it's easy to say now like oh i don't know where she'd fit in of course she isn't gonna fit in now because i didn't have to pay her so they're like oh we'll go to new york right. city let's fucking do and i this. i really truly feel that she will be back so i hope so brian i'm really interested to hear about your points because you usually wax the fucking cars of all these movies and you really you're you're a very positive person in that you really don't have a lot of negative stuff to say usually so when you do have anything negative to say i'm interested because i know that that's a it's not just me having my own problems it's it's something that's even seen by you someone who usually is very positive and doesn't give any kind of like downer real poignant downer reviews or or, or or issues you you never point out um that you have so i know when you have some points i know that they're they're pretty valid and it's not just me being biased so what are your issues with the film brian i feel like i already said a lot uh i did miss nev campbell um i do i do think they did a good job though um with what how she was mentioned and I do agree her character deserves a happy ending. Um, you know, and to not be paid and to not be paid that less than she wants to be paid. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the, the violence I thought was a little over the top and in the end it, it just, it started to feel a little safe, but I, I could say that about any of the scream sequels. Um, like, the fact that every survivor from the previous films survives, so it just sort of feels like you know how it used to feel like no one's really safe, but now it does feel like everyone's safe. Um, but I also 
I feel like every negative I say is going to have a counterpoint, but that might be smart because we've spent more time with the characters. So if they return again and one of them dies, then it's going to be more effective than if they died in this one. Uh, so the violence and yeah, the, the motives behind the killings didn't blow me away, but I feel like I haven't been blown away by a killer's motivation in a scream movie. Um, ever probably. Um, yeah just over it's more just like a feeling like i didn't love it i just liked it i i don't know if i i'd have to watch it again if i to explain it better than that i apologize no need no need to i was gonna say my big like you know just to tail off of what brian said yeah my biggest pretty much pet peeve was just like you watch a motherfucker get stabbed 20 times, both sides. And then he's like, ah, I'm going to make it, guys. It's like, okay. He should be fucking dead. Terrifier 2 is like, there's no holds barred. Like, it's fucking balls to the wall, crazy, over the top, gory, crazy. Scream 6 wasn't that, but I feel like they kept a similar guideline of just like, it's going to be a crazy slasher. And that's what I kind of appreciate about it, that it didn't really pull punches with anything, really. Um, and it didn't think too much. It didn't try to be like um, like elevated in, in, a, in some way. Uh, I know that's a word that likes to get thrown around with any horror movies. The fact that we're getting any slashers to have any kind of popularity right now has me excited. Can I talk about Samara weaving for a second? Shout out. That that is like homage to the other ones, right? Is it not like ha- having a you know a notable, a more popular star be in the first part, the first the opening scene exactly. of your scream film? Drew Barrymore, uh, Sarah Michelle, right? Um, Jada Pinkett. Um, yeah, name? I didn't even know that she was going to be in Scream Six. Like when Anna I saw the screen, I was caught off guard. Yeah, Anna Paquin. Yeah, I had no clue. Kristen I had no Bell. Clue. I, I I love her Samara Weaving. I think she's so charming. I love that she used her actual accent in the movie. Um, and that that's one reason I can't wait to watch it again is because we walked in during her scene. It had already started. So I can't wait to see it in its full glory. I was full, I was full flashlight mode on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Looking around. See, so I, I like, got... I'm not going to lie to you. When the the one kid, the first murderer, got killed, I was kind of bummed because I was already liking like what they were kind of doing with his character, and I like that. Initially, I was just like, "Wow, they revealed the killer at the beginning of the film." This is like invent. Like I was like pumped after the first twenty five minutes of the film, and then when they killed him off, I was like, "Wait!" I kind of was like getting really invested in that character as the killer, and I thought it was really interesting for them to reveal the killer at the beginning of the film. I wasn't sure where they were going. It all panned out, and I ended up liking the way they went anyway, for the most part. But yeah, like my first reaction to that, I'm like, oh shit, are we gonna go with like a, a cold ghost face? We're like, right, that's what I was thinking. There's a whole fucking slew of them now. That's what In they should New do York for the City. next one. That's what they should do for the next one. That's me personally. No, I think that was a great idea. Yeah. And fucking Stu's the cult leader. Bring him back. Oh my god, Tony... will you stop with Stu? Tony Revolori was the kid's name, the Jason uh, Carvey. I thought that guy was awesome. 
like in the short little screen time he had, he played like a great little like, you know, unsuspecting wormy like killer type. I really, really yeah. like I really liked what he was doing. I think he for me, he kind of shined the most in the film for me, for me, like he was memorable to me. Yeah, I mean, it would have been. They, I'm sure they could have done some interesting things with instead of having him die early, they could have pushed it out. But I thought it worked out. Yeah, it worked yeah. out. I have no, yeah. I have no real qualms with that. But I really like. I thought he was great in the little screen time he had. I was already invested in him. So shout out. Yeah. To Here's one. Hey. I do have one question for everyone. Um, and be honest. Did you guess the killer? Any of the killers before they were revealed? How am I, I supposed to guess when you did it for me, Eric? All right. I just you know, I, I didn't guess any of the killers. Whoa. Um not gonna lie. Like it caught me off guard, especially the yeah. sister. But then BT brought up a good point that her death was off screen. The only yeah. thing I the only so, person I said was I whispered in Brian's ear because he just said I said the cop. But yeah, was I was just kidding, Eric. My my real answer was um this this happened with the last one too. I've come become accustomed to just like expecting anyone. So every character when they pop up, I like I'm like okay, they could be the killer. I don't know. I feel like I can't truly be surprised anymore. Yeah, but I knew that either you know the detective or Kirby, one of them had to be one of the killers. True. And if it would have been Kirby, I would have been completely pissed off. And same here. When really? Yeah, because why would a former victim become the killer? You got maybe you a fuck with her psychologically. Saying, you have both been saying you want Sydney to be the killer. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, and Eric whispered in my ear, it's probably the te- detective, and I was like, he's probably right. And I guessed Quinn because she had an off-screen death scene, which is I when that happens in a scream movie, it usually means, or I mean, it, it even on screen deaths sometimes are tricky because people have faked yeah. their deaths in these movies sometimes, and that felt like a faked out death, and it was pigs fly like Billy. And then, um, when uh, Mindy got stabbed on the subway, and then she ruled out, I think his name was Ethan because he was there and didn't stab her, and then it was like. <laughs> Okay, he's probably involved because just because he was there right. and didn't stab her doesn't mean he's not involved. So the biggest spoiler alert of this whole podcast, Sean's favorite screen movie is scary movie. Hell yeah. True. All right. Now that we've talked about it all, what are you giving it? Give it your rating. One out of ten. As we I've given up numbered ratings, and you know that. Well, you're not giving it up for this show. You have to. All right. How many pizza slices, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I like to don't no, you have to for this show. Get off your high horse. No. <laughs> Do it or die, bitch. All right. I'm gonna give it a seven right now. There you go. Was that so hard? Ain't gotta be a fucking contrarian all the time, motherfucker. Yeah, but you also don't have to say certain things you don't want to say, and then you say it and then it's like why did I have to say that? All right. I'm going to stick with the full numbers. I'm going to give it a seven. 
I seven, am gonna huh? be I'm gonna be different and say seven point five. Whoa. No. Whoa! Whole fucking number, Sean. I'm sick of this point five shit. <laughs> That's bullshit. No, give it a full number. It's either seven five. or an eight. It's getting right, an eight, it a... dog. It's getting an eight. All right, eight. No <laughs> half numbers. That half number shit's cop out shit. Seven point nine. No, seven <laughs> or eight. I said eight. All right, eight. He gets it at eight. He gave it an eight. I'll give it a seven too. I think seven's a fair rating. Seven. Yeah. Half of seventy. It's a C student. Um. Now, where do we rank it amongst everything? I got it currently second to last. I got Scream number one, undisputed champion of the world. Scream two, Scream four, Scream three, Scream five, Scream seven, or Scream six rather. That you just said you had a second to last. You just they yeah, put it last. You, you put that last. Oh, did I? Oh, switch them then. That's what I meant. Okay. Chong? Mine is going to be Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 4, Scream 6. Whoa! No. Yeah, this is my list. Fuck oh, off. Oh, my God. Then 5, and then 3. What about four? Oh, shit. No, I said he four. Said, he said four. It was... Yeah, one, two, four. Then six, mm. then five, then three. Oh, okay. I thought you said scream three at first. That's why I was just like, whoa, you didn't put fucking... Okay, that's fair. I mean, I don't think scream three is worse than these two films, but go. Uh, next person. <laughs> I'll go. This is easy. I have the exact same ranking as Sean. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, Wait, so that's Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 4? Yes. Scream 6, Scream 5, Scream 3. That's correct, sir. Scream 3 is the worst one out of all these, you really think? So when I did my rewatch the you know the week before we went uh, Monster Mania, so something about the writing and the acting in 3, I just thought it was kind of like... Because I watched Scream 1 and 2, then I watched Scream 3, and I'm like, all right, this one definitely doesn't touch the first two. Question. Do you do you both think you knock at points for Courtney, Courtney Cox's bangs? No, I like her bangs. In 3? Yeah. I don't have a problem with them. You might be the only person. Her bangs has become a great joke. I really enjoy Scream 3, um, but something has to come last. So it's and... a Wes Craven film. So Wes Craven made the worst scream. I think you're wrong. No, the one like, there's there's the like, fucked up that one. Listen, there's a bunch of cool shit on there. I like the the voice box is really different. I really enjoy that. Uh, fucking Creed's on the soundtrack. You know, oh and you got James Bob. James Bob has a cameo. My issues with Scream Three are not with the directing. Wes Craven did fine. It's with the writing. Can I go now? <laughs> Yeah. Please. Okay. Mine is the same as Jesse's. One, two, four, three, six, five. Well, you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys are better because the West Craven ones all come before the other ones. Did uh, I say it was better than anybody? I just wanted to talk. Whoa, he <laughs> went at you, bro. No, I was going after you, Jesse. 
Okay, well, that's typical. Also, you and Sean had the same list. Eric and I had the same list. Yep. You must so be better. This side, oh my God. This, this side <laughs> of the pod is better than this side. <laughs> um, underdog. <yeah>. Underdog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. A Scream 6 breakdown. <laughs> we should, um, Jesse, you should, um, you should, we should shout out uh, Dan's uh, new Scream 6 hat that just dropped. I think it's sick. Yes, if you want a Scream 6 hat. Now he's trying to get back in. You ain't coming back, motherfucker. Uh, if, you want a, if you want a Scream 6 hat, hit up at Inked Up Merchandise on Instagram. Uh, inked up merch. Google it. Uh, Dan has a shop and Etsy store, and he made a six scream six hat. And we'll add it, when we do the there. review, when we do the post for the review, we'll actually add it in because I think we're gonna post this tomorrow or Monday. We'll add it into the post so you can see the scream six hat that Dan just Dan inked up just printed. Dan's our boy. Dan was on, been on episodes. He's gonna do the nineteen eighty five draft with us, so that'll be a lot of fun. That's gonna be a heavy. That. That's gonna be a heavy hitter. Oh yeah, yeah. That one's gonna be. We gotta get us all, and that one's gonna be. That one's gonna be dangerous. It's gonna be a lot of arguments. It's gonna be a oh, lot yeah. of craziness. People are gonna question their their fanhood of everything. They might stop watching movies after that podcast. Jesse, can I come over to your house when we do that draft? Yes, we're actually gonna allow trade draft trades in that too. <laughs> oh, how, how's that gonna work out? <laughs> If you let's say you really want like 85 is a heavy year. So like you can be like, okay. I'm going to trade my pick right now. If you give me Teen Wolf. Okay. Type thing. If you need to, we want, I want to get crazier, but we got to hit up Dan to solidify that. Uh, that one's going to be a lot of fun. This is our first episode um, since February 28th, which is the airheads episode. It's been that's that that long. Yeah, it's been that long. That's it's been almost a month. R.I.P. Uh, Topaz. Well, all right, everyone. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter, Hard Guy Media. You can download and listen to all of our episodes on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on wherever the fuck. Our links in the bio for Anchor, which is no longer Anchor. I think it's Spotify Podcast now. Um, But regardless, check it out. And yeah, let us know what you thought of Scream 6 in the comments below of this post. Um, so check it out. Live wild, live long. And uh, get it. Yeah. Get it. Get Don't it. stop it. <laughs>